Day, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. And like any good sons, we're two weeks late. Yep. Uh, it's, sorry, Mum. <laughs> it's a new trend of ours. It's um, We realised that there was a gap in the market for podcasts doing things two weeks behind schedule. I know. Who so, would have thought? There's a gap in the market. Yeah. And we ruthlessly exploit we're all gaps it. in the market. Yep. Yep. Every single thing. So we are celebrating all things mothers today. Uh, because we didn't do it two weeks ago because you were sick. Yeah. And it also gave us an excuse to... Uh, think of the Mayo was around the same time. Mayo, Star Wars Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and by celebrating, we're just sneaking in a bunch of your mama jokes into the joke of the week. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> we just changed dad joke of the week to mum joke of the week. <laughs> um, yeah, but we got some fun things today. We, uh, we do have our mum joke of the week. We do have... Um, we're counting down our... Top five mums of uh, the TV and movie or world. Did you do all mums or what did you do? I just did movie mums. Yeah, movie mums. Movie yeah, mums. Yeah. My favourite mums. I did TV and movie mums. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to pull it together on the and fly, feels, boys. Phil's doing pull it together a on bit the fly. Yeah. Um, but um, I've already said on the last podcast who my number one is. Yeah, so I know who your you number know. one is. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, that future... Future armor. Spoiler alert, if you don't listen to the pod regularly, if this is your first one, we're not going to tell you who it is. Yep. Number five may surprise you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we also have. Um, it's also some Friday is International or National Burger Day. See, I don't know how this snuck past me because you mentioned this the other day, and I'm like, "There's a Burger Day." We had this conversation today at work. Is every day a day now? Yeah, it is. Is every single day <laughs> some kind of day? There's like, now a website which tells you about the days that the days are. And I also think pretty soon there's going to be overlap because there's always new things to make days out of. So it's going to be like. There's going to be crossover days. Yes. So there's going to be like, uh, you know, burger slash Maxi Bond Day. Uh, yes. Yeah. You're just saying that because we just mentioned the Rick and Morty, Morty Ma- these, Maxi Bond. These things came to mind immediately, <laughs> yes. But I'm sure there'll be other, you know, really awkward collaborations like, I don't, I don't know, like social justice and whiskey day. Well, I remember a perfect, <laughs> perfect example of that was when, uh, when Triple J decided that it was no longer cool to have the hottest 100 on Australia Day because, you know, it's an offensive day to some people. They said, okay, we're going to change it. And we're going to make it, well, it's the third Saturday of, of January. Whatever day that falls on, it's going to be that. And then the very next year, it just landed on the same day as Holocaust Memorial Day. We're going to celebrate, everybody, with Honest 100. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, tell you check it off. Yeah. All right, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Kung's meal. So good, so good. Oh, Jesus! All right, so we got a. I, I, I'm making up for our from the for the world's worst Mexican quiz from last week uh, for a much better. <laughs> that was terrible. That was that was genuinely painful for me to listen back to. <laughs> the Hobbit of the first fifteen seconds button on Spotify. This will be much better. Trust me. All right, uh, manly feats of the week. Uh, Phil, I'm going to give you on the fly. By the way, Phil doing this on the fly reminds me of when Bart was being, was, was distracted and he's looking down at his shoes. He's like, oh, it's like some shoe tying guy who doesn't know how to tie his own shoelaces. And Lisa's like, that's a weird analogy. He's like, yeah, I was just looking at my shoes at the time. Yeah. That's just, that's going to be you looking at things around your place and just going, uh, it's like if you're on a bookshelf. 
Yep. And you had toys above the bookshelf. Yes. Yeah. This and you were a grown man. Wait, what? <laughs> My hair was pirates. Pirates with shiny gold teeth. Birds on their shoulders. See, for me, see, for me, I was picturing the Family Guy version of that, where Peter has has checked into rehab, even though he's not an alcoholic, because he gets free meals and a, and a free yep. holiday. Yep. And they come up and they go, "What's your name?" And he's like looking around for inspiration for a name, and he sees a, a pee on a plate, and he's like, "Pee." And then looks he's around and he's crying. Yeah, yeah. Tear. And then he looked around and a griffin goes flying past. And a griffin, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so my only feed of the week is Peter Griffin. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, twofold, as you've seen Tristan, hustle, hustle. Yeah, I've been hustle. But I've claimed that before. Yeah. Wow. So the thing that I was doing just before, which is going to sound really manly and then go downhill from there, is today, burning stuff. Burning oh, I love shit burning today. stuff. 100%. What? 100%. What I was Setting burning. fire to things. Yeah. How often do you guys just burn stuff? Any on the chance break. I get. Yes. In my case, at least every month on the full moon to let go of all the bullshit. Let it all go. So I was doing my ritual burning. But what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, we do have a super moon coming up. Yep. Let's rewind. You're burning stuff. You write down your fears, any bullshit you want to let go of. You put it up in a ball. You sprinkle some sage on it. You burn it. You let it go. Wow, okay. So you don't hang on to shit. I've got sage. Yeah, that sounds great. I actually cooked with sage last night. It's a there really good go. excuse to burn shit that yeah. sounds really progressive. Well, so when my wife says, why, why are you buying a fire pit? Yeah. We talked about this. Yes. I'm like, it's for my mental health, darling. Exactly, exactly. Also, where's the sage? Yep. And and what you say to her is like, like you know, you're a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you let go of stuff. What, <laughs> no, that's not going to work. <laughs> where were you burning? Uh, at MySpace in Bondo. Yeah, okay. Yep. Is it outdoor burn? Uh, it's an old building with no uh, stuff. Where were you? Burning? I mean, outdoor burning. Okay, yes. yeah, yes. right. Okay, no, um, just a few pieces of paper. Is this like those lanterns that you burn in Thailand, where you kind I've of light a, them and they go up into the sky? I've got a large clay pot that kind of okay curves inward, so it's protected. I'm learning a bit about Phil now. I know he's got a burning pot. Very interesting. Yeah. You're yes. doing little Bernie sacrifices. Wizardry. Cool. Okay, I like it. Yep. So that was your feet. That's cool. Um, I, look, I want to say go. with all... Go. No, we all have brought one of these up at some point or another, but it really is one of those really manly things. I just want to say that I don't think there's anything more manly than knocking off a little early on a Friday <laughs> afternoon to grow, go and grab fancy beers with a mate from out of town. Yes, Anonymous was here on Friday and was all done with work a little early, ready for a little end of work week drink. And when you get that call, boys, you have to accept the charges. So we went and hit up Wildflower, based off your personal recommendation, Tristan. Good time. And it was fantastic. Really interesting little brewery, great stuff. Kind of down an alley where you feel you're going to get attacked any second. But still lovely. Top beers too. Plus they were very liberal with the taste tests, which is very much appreciated. So yeah, the early hours work knockoff and Maracle drinks was mine and it should do it more often. You should do it more often. Get I, in. I, I, I quite appreciate that I wasn't mentioned that I was actually there as well. Yeah, but... I, I figured you'd somehow pack that and all the other things you did on the same day into your manly No, I've bunked off work many times. <laughs> that's, just a, that's just a regular day for me. Uh, no, I, it was a fun. It was a fun afternoon. Uh, again, a shout out to Wildflower. Great space. Great stuff. Did Great you get drinks. to try that cherry ripe beer? I'm, I'm no, fixated. they didn't have a they cherry. They changed it. Actually, a lot of different beers there Sons now. Sons of bitches. I really wanted that one. They yeah. had they had a bunch of these wine-infused ones that were made from grapes that had been affected by the bushfires. Oh, and they nice. had this like smoky peatiness to them that you would uh, you would swear you'd mixed them with like a, a Laphroaig whiskey or like an, an Isla. Really 
peaty whiskey. Yeah. Um, didn't buy one, but the taste test was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We did hit up. Uh, we hit up a um, an awesome little bottle called uh, BWS. Uh, on the way home and niche uh, niche. Yeah. <laughs> niche brand it's, it is well, it's the it's the bottle shop at the Banksia Hotel is it a BW it's a BWS whatever it is it's the bottle shop at the yeah. Banksia Hotel and it's fantastic and we hit up they we have had the biggest range of boutique beers you ever see we probably got BWS is pretty good for that okay 12 yeah. so different maybe 15 different 12 different I would say yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a Ben and Jerry's chocolate fudge How was beer that? and very sweet the yeah, sunny yeah, yeah. boy sour which was just I could awful. see through time. Yeah. yeah, I've never had anything so sweet, sticky, and sour. Was the Ben and Jerry's in a beer one anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it there. Oh, and ask any more questions, Phil. Yeah. Wait, what I was your I'm, question? I don't even know. Yeah, doesn't matter. What was yours then? Mate? Uh, well, firstly, shout out to me. I got the Pfizer Vax on Friday. Yeah, well done. Um, shout out also to me. I couldn't tell whether I was experiencing. Uh, the after effect of uh, the vaccine on Saturday morning or the fact that we pounded 11 <laughs> to 12 different uh, craft beers the yeah. night before. Um, but I did get... So I'm, I'm one half of the way there. A little from column A, a little from column B. A little bit of both, right? I yeah. like that you name-dropped the brand of the vaccine. Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm a hashtag... I'm, I was hashtag Pfizer. Oh, no. They yeah. call it the jab that keeps you off the slab. So it's the <laughs> one that will protect you. None of that AstraZeneca nonsense where people are going deaf, going blind. <laughs> oh, so the Pfizer, just the, the last that keeps you off the, the last drop. Speak, thought of that. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> that speak, really just come off the top of your dome because that's a very good. It's my yeah. guy. Yeah. Speaking of mothers, I'm surprised he's not usually that sharp. Speaking of mothers, <laughs> the jab was though. Speaking of mothers, uh, my mom, I fell for my mom because she, she, you know, she's a little bit apprehensive as to getting the AstraZeneca. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, you know, she wanted to know how it all went. She was obviously very happy that I got the Pfizer and all that stuff. She called me. She's like, I just wish I could get the Pfizer as well. Yeah. What do you say to that? I'm like, yeah, sorry. I'm, not my fault. Our government's doing these <laughs> weird things by the rollouts and all that kind of stuff. So and he nod reassuringly. I've heard excellent things about the AstraZeneca. <laughs> well, oh. Putting your hand over the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, you see this? AstraZeneca is mm, safe mm, for mm, over fifties. <laughs> oh man! And, and with with that, is it actually because there's no blood blood clotting for over fifties, or is it because they're basically like? Well, someone's, no, that, got, someone's got to take it. Oh, most over 50s on like some kind of warfarin anyway. I don't know. Um, they, no, there is blood clotting over 50s, but and that's what. And the risk is that they're saying, well, you know, but people over 50s are still getting blood clots. Yeah. But, you know, the argument there is if people actually looked at the, you know, issues of the normal medication that a lot of these guys are on, yeah. a lot of them have... Oh, yeah. You know these five in a million cases and so yeah. on. It's it's still deemed safe to give to the general population. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's not my manly feat of the week. My oh, manly okay. feat of the week is continuation from my uh, the the bike riding that the bike yes. that I got for Mate- for Kobe and Matteo. The bike part two. The bike part two. I got my own bike on Sunday. Picked it up in Bono Junction. Uh, Training wheels. None for me. I know how to ride. My okay. wife's a different story. Um, Mateo and I rode together on the bike park into Bondi Junction, which was super cool. My nice. little four-year-old. That's great. Uh, we went to McDonald's. Mateo peed into a McChicken burger um, package because he needed that. to go to the toilet. Yep. Um, I should <laughs> post that photo onto the uh, the, the, the Facebook site. That yeah. was pretty nasty. Why? Uh, because I've re- realised that now that I've got these fancy schmancy bikes... Yeah. If you suddenly need to go to the toilet and I don't have those bikes around because we just got them, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll just leave my Maccas here. We'll go to the toilet and come back. Yeah. 
I'm not doing that with uh, my bikes. Yeah, yeah. And but, bottles, you know, they sell bike locks, bike chains. You do buy. I had the bike chain. We were inside this uh, the bus terminal, Bonner Junction bus terminal, McDonald's. Right. Yep. So yep. I'd wheel the bikes all the way yep. in. Yep. Where was I going to bike them? Where was I going to chain them? Okay. Anyway, yeah, of course I thought about these things. Anyway, so that was that was fun. So <laughs> Matteo paid the piece out of the leak. I disposed oh, of the Jesus. package. Anyway, that's all good. That's all good. Um, then got home, then took my older son, Kobe, yep. who had just learned how to ride a bike last week. He and I rode our bikes from our house all the way on the bike path to the SCG to watch Sydney FC. Oh, wow. And then we rode all the way back to watch again. So did you carry the bikes into the SCG and buy them? Had, my, well? had yeah. my bike oh, lock. you had a bike lock by that point. Was prepared. Okay. Yes. Uh, which brings up my final little point. Uh... <laughs> Which is just not really a manly feat of the week. Well, kind of is. He, we're watching the game. Yeah. And you know, remember he's only six. Okay. And he said, "Oh, daddy, you know the the um, black team's quite good too." That's was the Western Sydney Wanderers. Yeah. Um, who are wearing a black uniform? I said they are good. And he goes, "Yeah, and the black players who play for them are really good too. They've got two black players." Okay. Uh, they do. I said, "But you know, the only issue, Kobe, is I just you know I can't. I'd like to talk, continue this conversation. I just don't know their names." Kobe said, well, maybe we just called them the black guys. And I said, yeah, there's a whole bunch of reasons why you can't just call them the black guys mm-hmm. on the team. And he's like, why? This is kind of the oh, question wow. again. As just, How come God didn't give yeah. my bike my wings? wings. Yeah. How come I can't he's, call these guys black guys? He's asking me the hard questions. He's dropping the yes. really yeah. difficult questions like, in public. What, what was the response, though? Uh, I did the thing that Adam does. I uh, just said... Smile and change the subject. There you go. All right. <laughs> Let's kick up the show. Kick that can down the road. From the fat team to you. This, this is the Free Man Podcast. Strap in, gentlemen. I think listeners should know what we're eating. I think they should be integrated into this pod. Okay, let's let's bring in. A I mean, I would have eaten it in gently. I would have been less sexual about my description. <laughs> no, I got to include that. <laughs> no, no, it's gone. I got to include that. Like, oh, hello, big boy. Long time, <laughs> long time listeners of this pod will know that uh, that Mr. Haynes is a big sugar fan. As he, oh my god. It's the- <laughs> he tipped a bowl into his mouth like a starving orphan in a Dickens book. What was that for? I haven't had any dinner. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm having it now. If Phil was in, if Phil was in the African desert and people were looking at him, he'd be explaining that the uh, the Krispy Kreme TV snacks are what we call appetizers, and they make <laughs> us more hungry while he scoffs his parmesan and cheddar. So, long-time listeners of the pod will know <laughs> that oh, Phil is a sugar a fiend. Uh, a Fiend. He brought over these uh, sugar fiend. lips last week, and, and and God, he puts us on some amazing sugar highs. Yeah. Um, but today, we, just before we started the pod, we were looking at a um, a collab of uh, Rick and Morty and Maxibon that yeah. brought out a, 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 a Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven of exclusive uh, rights to this, uh, which got us onto an article about collaborations and allowed us to see that there was a, a TV snack and Krispy Kreme collaboration, of which Phil immediately said, "Yeah, yeah." I uh, covered full of them. Covered full of them. <laughs> so, um, TV snacks mm-hmm. with Krispy Kreme donut flavors on top. Mm-hmm. I don't know Krispy Kreme enough to know how different this is to a TV snack, but yeah. We've only ever had the cinnamon ones, right? And this isn't them. No, 
But it's it's fine. It's yeah. like a crunchy donut. Does the job, and I think it'll go well with our um, our cider coming up. <laughs> um, um, how many how race. many um, how many sugar comas out of five? <laughs> Do no. you rate this biscuit? This is nothing compared to your lips last week. Oh my yeah. god! Clouds, cloud, clouds, strawberry mm-hmm. clouds, and uh, I left them at your house. Did you eat them? <laughs> They're still in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> I, had one, I, have to, I have to confess, I had one. Just throw them out, bro. <laughs> I Just can't. Throw them out. I want to see how long they'll last. Oh yeah, for yeah. eternity. It's, yeah. it's it's Haribo, mate. All right, hero of the week. Uh, apart from um, Phil giving us these uh, Krispy Kreme TV snacks. I made Phil down in mine, so I'm going to just change that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do have Phil, but another Phil. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds like a great guy. Phil. Phil Mickelson. Mickelson. Yes. Yesterday becoming the oldest player ever to win a major on the golf tourney. Oh. He won the PGA Championship. His odds That's were... the Phil Mickelson that would be playing back when I was like a little kid yes. and my yeah. dad was watching golf. Yeah, he's been the playing same. for... Amazing. Yeah. 25 years. Amazing. Um, he won the PGA Championship in scenes, epic scenes, getting absolutely... I mean, the, the gallery lost it. I yeah. mean, COVID is officially over in America based on those scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost it. They were... It was actually kind of crazy. He was playing with Brooks Kipka. Yeah. Yep. Um, My boy Brooks. His boy Brooks. Um, they were the last two coming up the 18th and he hit this uh, shot out of the rough and he landed on the ground. I mean, he, he holed in it from the bunker as well. Um, well, his 18th, he kind of he kind of duffed the long putt, but he he's, it didn't matter. But he sunk the gimme to unbelievable applause. They loved him out there. It was just an incredible scene there. So you, no one in their 50s have ever won a major. And, How old um, is he? He's 50. 50, 50 and yeah. 10 months like that. Yeah. yeah, man, winning. I mean, I know it's golf, but like winning like a massive sporting tournament at that yeah. age is. Against That's phenomenal. You know, the biggest, you know, the yeah. toughest crowd, you know, yeah. that is the best of the best playing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And it was incredibly tough conditions. His odds were three hundred to one. And so he, he presumably, who came second, Shooter McGavin, Brooks, <laughs> Brooks Gipka, yeah, Brooks Gipka. And, and Louis Ustusen, I think. Yeah, yeah, they tied. Yeah, yeah. The Saffa and the American. Yeah. So well done to Phil. You're my nomination. Nice. Yeah. Mm. No, I actually had him in the TBA rap as a mm-hmm. because it was a fantastic finish. What what an amazing story for this you know old geezer. I mean, as you know, I had tipped podcast darling in forty five to one long shot Brooks Kepka, but I was happy to see oh. Phil get in. And as you said, he was three hundred to one, and uh, some guy in the states had a thousand bucks on him. Yep, so, that's just three hundred grand right there, just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that was pretty good. Uh, my hero of the week, and you know, I uh, I don't usually like. People thumbing their nose at COVID restrictions. But in this case, I'm giving big props to my dual two heroes of the week who, when faced with big COVID restrictions in the home state of Tamil Nadu in India, chartered a flight, loaded it up with themselves and their friends because you can put people on a plane, you just can't gather separately, and then got married in the air. Yes, apparently many gatherings, including weddings, currently had the numbers restricted. That's not the case on flights. So the pair chartered a spice jet flight, loaded it up with family and friends, got married in the air, and now the fun police known as the DCGA have launched an investigation into the loophole and the organisers of the wedding. And yeah, I know it's a serious issue over there, but I'm giving it to them anyway. Wait, so the, the rule is that... None you can't of them have like a wedding of like 20 plus yeah. people, so they've just gone, fuck it, we'll get like 45 of our mates on a plane and a priest and fly up, and then they, they did the whole ceremony in the air. 
pretty impressive. It's pretty so, clever. So, um, that's really impressive. I mean, um, it's still a super spreader event, but God, it's got some ingenuity behind it. It, it does, and and I really enjoy people who find ludicrous loopholes in things. Yeah, almost like almost to the point that I would gladly have a hero of the week and a weasel of the week segment. <laughs> well, we um, we did a few weeks ago. We talked one of the sections that um one of the news pieces that Adam brought up was about. Uh, loopholes uh, finding and loopholes things. and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, about right. yeah. how how we plug the best holes type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think weasel of the week anyway. When he, Prince says while, died. he says while running his tongue around a Krispy Kreme TV stick. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's we went on Spice Jet, didn't we? Do no, we did Kingfisher everywhere, didn't we? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I, Spice Jet might be just tired, is it, or are they actually a proper carrier over there? I don't know. It just sounds like they're it's, certainly a carrier of COVID. Hey! Whoa. <laughs> Very there you good. Go. All right, you, you go into your hero nomination. So my hero of the week is uh, a little nondescript. It is psychologists in Scandinavia. Okay, talk and, to me. Um, so I don't know if you've ever been in like a work situation where you're a bit behind on things or think like an assignment mm-hmm. and you're like, fuck, I don't have enough time to do this properly. So I need to find a way to go all out to state the obvious. Okay. And so psychologists in Scandinavia have been researching how people in bars rate their own attractiveness as the evening progresses. FYI, people feel more attractive as the evening progresses and they drink liquor. Okay. This is a deep research done yeah. in Scandinavia. <laughs> Just to double check, the extremely obvious thing, that so people someone's feel more attractive guy, over time in a you bar. you got to turn your assignment in. Yes. And he's like, mm-hmm, and he's already at a bar with his mates and they're like, yep. what are you going to do, man? He's yep. like looking around and he's like, yes. I feel pretty attractive right now. 100%. Let's write about this. 100%. That was his assignment. That was, the, that was clearly the assignment. And that's made <laughs> all the way to the Guardian with the headline, Sexy Time. Why men feel more and more attractive as the evening wears on. And I'm like, it's called booze, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but technically, you submit this assignment, you're not wrong. That's true. I'm pretty sure they got a doctorate from it. So. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be actually curious to see if he passed. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, but he's certainly got some press. Bart Simpson? Look at that. Bart Simpson. Bad Simpson. Bad Simpson. Put your hands down. I've got a right answer all day. And apparently you're not supposed to say who can even afford beer goggles in Norway. I don't know what's happening. A little out of context. Content on the fly, gentlemen. What was the the dude's name? Uh, No, this was a group of psychologists that did this. So it was just a bunch of Scandinavian kids who went to a bar and got drinking. Presumably. But psychologists... Started finding each other more and more attractive. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, all right, fair enough. Um, well, obviously, it's between Phil. Uh, we'll have to give it to Phil, I think, because uh, I don't think we can actively reward the COVID carrier. And um, I don't think uh, Phil's nomination has... He doesn't even know who it is. It's a group of... Oh, that doesn't translate to... Can we just give it to Mickelson? All right, done. Our mum joke of the week. <laughs> Once again, getting into podcast logistics. <laughs> Behind the curtain, <laughs> listeners, behind the curtain. Fred is 32 years old and he is still single. One day a friend asked, why aren't you married? Can't you find a woman who will be a good wife? Fred replied, actually, I've found many women I want to marry, but when I bring them home to meet my parents, my mother doesn't like them. His friend thinks for a moment and says, I've got the perfect solution. Just find a girl who's just like your mother. A few months later, they meet again and his friend says, did you find the perfect girl? Did your mother like her? With a frown on his face, Fred answers, Yes, I found the perfect girl. She was just like my mother. You were right. My mother liked her very much. The friend said, then what's the problem? Fred replied, my father doesn't like her. Oh, I see. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. See, that went for so long, I just faded out. I'm sorry. I, I'm loving. I'm loving yeah, the, the 25th of May I'm, feel right now. I'm generally. <laughs> but the thing too is, yeah, you I'm, googled your joke yet? Like, mate? I, mean, I mean, let's be clear. I'm a fucking mess at the moment. But yep. um, the the thing is, I'm prepped for a long story from Adam. I wasn't prepped for one from you, so I just couldn't follow the thread. No, we flipped the narrative this week because uh, I got your mother's so stupid. I saw her put a lipstick on a forehead. She said she was trying to make up her mind. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Bloody hell. Your mother's so ugly, blind kids cry when she walks by. Your mother's so poor, she goes to the park, ducks throw bread at her. I've heard that one before. That's it. No, it's the one from White Man Can't Jump. Your mama's so, your mama's so poor, I saw her kicking cans down the street. I said, what you doing? She's She's like, I'm <laughs> God, I haven't seen that movie forever. Uh, it's very, very good. I don't know, me either. I want to watch it again. We're gonna yeah, do a, yeah. We'll do a White Man Can't Jump episode. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. watch it in prep, then we'll just talk about that. Yep. Yeah. White Men Can't Pod episode. Your mama's so fat, she got her ass as a side, her ass as her own zip code. Right, oh, yeah, yeah, that's classic. Okay. That's classic. <laughs> so, uh, so I bought my mum a mug that says, Happy Mother's Day from the world's worst son. Yes. I didn't mail it, but I think she knows. Oh, uh, yeah. That's clever. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Oh, right. dear uh, so, Michael Ivan rap, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just choose the one that I remember and I'll put it on the website. <laughs> uh, yeah, coming up next, the, uh, the Michael Ivan rap. Alright, the Michael Ivan rap. It's our, uh, it's our live. Don't go for it, buddy. I think that anyone would understand that if we've got Krispy Kreme TV snacks collabs hashtag yeah. collab by the way hashtag collab yeah mm-hmm. big time um, we're not waiting those. for breaks in the podcast to eat them mate so they're okay. just going to have to deal with the crunching okay so um, so it is our I believe it's our last official sponsored so far mm-hmm. we're apparently due more what a run I'll Actually, it was a great mate and uh, huge props to Mike Liven yeah. for uh, providing ciders and enough Liven for us to get Awful Mexican food. Yeah. Well, but, um, a couple of times. A couple of times. And Actually, you know what? The, the kebab you got that time on Live was really good. That was actually. Where was really that good. from? That was up the road. Yeah, yeah. That was when he was on his fairy dust. Yeah. So yeah. he couldn't. He had his chips and cheese. <laughs> 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 chips and cheese. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag up the road. My, Thanks, guys. My stomach still hasn't recovered from that. And in fairness, that terrible Mexican wasn't so terrible last time. The Grande Melt, I recommend it. Yeah, I mean, it's no Guzman Y Gomez, but... Yeah, true. If you do have to go to Mad Max, Grande Melt all the way. You know it's Guzman E Gomez, right? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> we all know that. I just thought he was like deliberately. No, I don't think he is. Guzman Y Gomez. Guzman Y Gomez. Why, Gomez. why not? Why not? Exactly. <laughs> um, so, I had a big one. This is kind of in tune with, um, with uh, the International Burger Day. Oh, yeah. You boys know that um, last Sunday was um, Bitcoin Pizza Day. Did you know that? It's a thing? That's another thing? Is Go that because on. that's the day that he spent $500 million worth of current value Bitcoin yep. on, on one pizza? Yep. So, uh, the 21st, uh, 22nd sorry, of May is known as Bitcoin Pizza Day. Yep. It, um, it marks the 11th anniversary date where in 2010, a Florida man, Laszlo Hannes, paid for two pizzas with the cryptocurrency. Um, he was the first person to use Bitcoin in a commercial transaction. Um, he paid with 10,000 bitcoins yep. um, for two delivered Papa John's pizzas, um, at which at some point this year was valued at $630 million, which again is all, no, you know, it's not very relevant anymore. But 
Um, I did notice the reason why I found out about it because I got a little email uh, in the old inbox from Domino's saying celebrate Bitcoin Pizza Day and they were giving away, I don't know, $100 worth of Bitcoin or something like that okay. for pretend, you know for people who were getting pizza. Something. I were they letting Domino's, you buy pizza so I just with Bitcoin? It. Absolutely not. No, and no one does that. Someone, someone launched a... Uh, that led me into another article where someone had launched an actual company called Bitcoin Pizza yep. in America. Yeah. And as of yet, they still don't take cryptocurrency. <laughs> it's still only cash or credit card payments only. Amazing. It's like when they had the the um, the Bitcoin conference that wasn't accepting Bitcoin as a conference payment. Unbelievable. <laughs> and what this says to me is, as a former employee of Bartercard, well, yes, we all right, know yeah. it's an extremely legitimate operation. Yes, absolutely. Um, the <laughs> most legitimate operation there is actually. They have their own crypto now called Coin with a Q. Oh, yeah. yeah, and at Epic Pizza in uh, Oxford Street, just uh-huh. off Oxford Street, Crown Street, uh-huh. they take coin. So you okay. can in fact pay with Barter Cards crypto Jesus. to get pizza. So it's actually better than better than Barter Card Bitcoin. Well, you know we're a live and pod, so yeah. you're kind of going against our sponsors here, especially in its own section. Hold, hold, hold. Coin sounds like a piece of shit. Yeah, we're we, we, we like live and boys. Boys, there's a hierarchy clearly, <laughs> and it goes Bitcoin. Coin, liven, because right. obviously Shibu. you can. Seventy-five <laughs> uh, percent. Obviously, obviously today. you can get a lot of food Sorry. with liven. Right, that's kind of their whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So uh, <laughs> after that little cryptocurrency <laughs> update, moving into our Mike Liven wrap. Um, yep. I've got one. So this one is out of Orlando in Florida. You might have seen this article. The Bartram Trail High School has been in the news this week after the yearbook coordinator took it upon themselves to alter the student photos of 80 different schoolgirls before she would sign off them being in the yearbook. So when the kids got there, and I'll say $100 yearbooks on Wednesday, they were shocked at the sometimes clumsy and always unnecessary photoshopping, which included covering the shoulders and any hints of cleavage. So she's gone through and actually edited out any sign of any skin on any of these girls that are attending the school. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced high school photo Nazis, but for my year 12 photo, we did the normal serious one, as everyone does, and then we did the hilarious muck around one. Well, a couple of the boys and girls decided to swap uniforms for the muck up one, which was fantastic, but when the yearbook was published, the fellas in dresses had been censored out of the photo. The girls in the boys' uniforms were fine, they left them in, no problem there, but all in all, I found it a very interesting article considering my, albeit religious, school in the 90s had done something a little similar. Yeah. Have you ever had a photo edited? Went to Sydney Boys, bro. Ever had anything censored? Ah. Uh... Is this going to lead to any conversation whatsoever? We're <laughs> <laughs> just rolling on to the next article. Uh, have you ever been censored, Phil? Mate, I, let's just move on to guns in Texas that I have here. All right, let's move on to guns in <laughs> Roll with it. <laughs> But you did try. You I, did, tried, I, just tried. Tried. I did my best. Um, so this, my my uh, my piece of news of the week is Texas set to allow people to carry handguns without a license or training. That's in, in another picture too. They don't already. In, in, well, this was the thing. It was like firstly excellent progression of gun rights, um, and secondly, I was like, is that just Texas? Texas yeah. uh, but apparently not. So the governor has said he has plans to sign the bill despite obvious objections from law enforcement groups who say it will endanger the public and police. Wow. Funnily enough. Okay. So uh, it's going to remove one of its last major gun restrictions. 
is That's to, put, to put this into place. So, so uh, they, they didn't feel like their gun... Lo- Do you remember when we were in Texas and we just went into the gun thing? Yeah, the guy gave me a three-minute chat about which direction to point the barrel and then uh, <laughs> sent me onto the range. The yeah. live-fire range. Yeah, the, the gun-toting estate in America is about to get more gun-toting. Yeah. So the gun is this, yes. and the barrel is this, and that concludes your yes. intensive three-minute course. Exactly. You are now licensed to go and shoot. Presumably, they're just opening things up because so many Californians are moving there. They just want to arm themselves to be careful. Yeah. To, to, to Texas. Yeah. 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 It's a, there's, it's a bit a, of, there's a bit of Californian-Texan tension going on. Is there? Yeah. Are we going to war? Is it happening? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I don't. It would be a very short war because the Texans have guns and the Californians generally don't. So. No, Californians have plenty of guns. Do they? Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. Okay. In that case, yes. I think Cal- well, they're selling guns and Jamba Juice now. Is that... Yeah, in their gun, a gun and stores. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. notice them in California as much. Well, they're packing. Don't you worry about okay. that. Yeah. Oh, so California is a significantly richer state. I would imagine. That's almost. Can't more, back that up. That's almost. More more uh, Texas is pretty rich. Texas got the oil. Yeah. California's got the high tech. And Hollywood. I reckon California's got... That's what Hollywood's been lately. I reckon California's got more military presence than Texas would. Okay. We should yeah. speculate on this a little longer. <laughs> yes. Or we can move on to your uh, bit of news. Have you got any more news? Well, mine was the Bitcoin pizza day. We missed yeah. all of that. No, I actually do. I, funnily enough, something came up as I was in the elevator coming up to our uh, Ultimo studio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... And this kind of ties in to, uh, to our next section. Well, it's, a, it's the um, Mike Cider inside your rap, but um, more related to our Hold My Beer. So we're talking about hashtag collab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Delta and Sweetwater, which is a, a, a brewery in uh, the US, have, uh, have collabed and they've developed a um, unique and bespoke IPA, hazy IPA, um, and it's only served on Delta flights. So you can only get it when you're at 35,000 feet. So Sweetwater Brewing Company's exclusive Elevated Hazy IPA um, has such bullshit creating partnership with Delta and formulated specifically to be enjoyed at 35,000 feet. That's just marketing. Hey, can we just say that it's Absolutely, flavor comes yeah. out at thirty-five thousand. Yeah, so there's feet. actually a term in the law around advertising called puffery, where yeah. it's basically <laughs> the law that allows you to say whatever the fuck you want, um, which is great. And just just for a moment, yeah, he has gone over the course of this pod from I hate hazies, hasn't he to, to following hashtag hazy, presumably yeah. to have seen this. Yeah, news. you can yeah. only be following them specifically. Hashtag yes. hazy, and I and now now are you I, a, are you a haze bro? No, now I'm a haze collab bro. I only will do hazies that have collabed with another consumer oh brand. Oh my god! And think about this: this is hazy. This is a hazy beer yeah. and an airline. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm wearing my right now. You know there are people that are buying those tickets just to try that beer. That's the crazy thing. Wouldn't it's, like, it's like the the plane to nowhere that Qantas is doing. So you yep. get to see the supermoon yep. sold out in like three minutes. Oh. Yeah, people would do the same thing for this beer. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you this: if you and I, and potentially Phil, no, no, the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the US. You I've know. been feeling him lurking lately. <laughs> and I said to you, hey, Braj, yeah. let's catch Delta 271 nonstop service LAX to, to, to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And we can honk on one of these Sweetwater Hazy IPAs at 35,000. Yeah. You'd be down there in a second. 100%. Right? Even if it's been flying back. An exclusive beer that you can only get in flight, that's super cool. What if they ran out? Imagine that. I don't know. If, I don't. Yeah, true. I'm, I'm just. I'm just amazed. They only have cores. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
We've created a monster, Adzo. Yeah, we have. I'm just looking You're at looking him. I'm like, what yeah. has happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What has happened? Because you know what it is? You're sounding like me. I know. I know. You're sounding a bit like me, which is concerning. This is the kind of obsession I get. I've reached him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I've actually got... I've actually got one final piece of news. <laughs> oh, anyway, there's no oh. more news left. <laughs> no, one final piece of news. And this one is uh, the Randwick Ritz is doing a 24-hour Star Wars movie marathon. I know you mentioned this to me the other day. Yeah. When I looked it up, it starts at 11 a.m. with The Phantom Menace. It'll yep. show all nine movies in order with only occasional breaks for food and toilet breaks. Now, the question is, could you do it? Absolutely not. 23 and a half hours of Star Wars. Now, you and I went to the back-to-back Back to the Future marathon a few years ago, which is actually amazing. It really brought out the little nods, reflections, and in-jokes between the three movies. I guess the difference here is those movies are actually really good. <laughs> Could you be convinced no, of a 24-hour, nine-movie Star Wars what, So what I love about the schedule, if yeah. you probably haven't seen it, Phil, but what I love about this, the schedule of this thing is that it starts off... Okay. It starts off... You start off your mid-morning with the prequels, right? Yep. You're like, yep. I can do this. You know, yep. we know we got the good things coming, right? We get it out, out of the way screen. during the daylight. Yeah. New Hope comes on at 7.30, prime yep. time, right? Yep, yep. You're plugging through to Empire. Yep. Return of the Jedi is a great late night film. Yep. Yep. You know that cinema is <laughs> empty by the time the, yep. the by the time we've seen the first shot of Kylo Ren. You know most people have gone home already. It's yeah. Out. Or yeah. they're just this. I can sleep my way through from about two a.m. through to, to eight, and maybe catch the end of whatever the third movie was called. I can't remember. <laughs> no one can remember that. The Rise of Skywalker. No, I think that's the eighth one. The Last Jedi. The Last Skywalker. The Last Skywalker's the last Jedi. Starfighter. The Return of the Starfighting Jedi. The, the, the Last Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> um, and what I feel like is the Randwick Ritz has really done us a favour here. Yeah. So, is, is we've argued, but really come to agreement, but this really solidifies it, that the new ones are the worst, the prequels are okay, and the middle ones are amazing. Yeah. yeah. Because That's they've set it up programming. so that it's yeah. like during the day, oh yeah, I guess, yeah. you know, it's a good lead up to this. And then you watch the good ones, and then, and then you, you just off. don't even watch the other ones. Yep. You sleep through them, because you might as well. Yep. yep. It's, yeah, it's, it's the best way. It's, don't, isn't that the way they're supposed to, you're supposed to deliver bad news to people? Yes. Uh, it's, listen. It's, it's, yeah. <gasps> yeah. And then yeah. let them down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. let yeah. them go to sleep before you give them the bad part. <laughs> um, so no, I, I, want you, I want you out the front, front and centre, Rainbow Grits, 10.30 the day after, to see if anyone walks out of those doors. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I would like to think that the Randwick Ritz has done all of this because they listen to our podcast and they're like, yep, we're going to prove this. I want to, say, I want to look at their staffing roster and see yes. if they've even got anyone rostered on between 3 a.m. and 6. <laughs> That's right. They're all gone. Just a little Who wants to be uh, up for the Laura, Down, Laura Dern special? Yeah. No. All right, let's get, uh, let's get a little cider into us. Um, and, then, um, and then I've got a great little uh, burger day quiz for you. Which, uh, well, actually, we could do it while we're drinking the cider if you want. We can let's combine. do the quiz and the cider and then we'll right. flip into the mum routine. Beautiful. Yeah. Quiz and cider. Move on. Uh, Adam and I have a new hero of the week contender. Oh, we absolutely do. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, we've just uh, had a little look out your balcony window, and yep. uh, we've watched this young man 
just taking himself through the full H-double-I-T interval training out there. He's He's been skipping. Yep. yep. He did normal skips, double feet. Then he did single feet uh, skips. And then he switched out to just kicking a soccer ball around. <laughs> he like looked down for a second, look up. He's got a soccer ball. He's doing moves. He's set up some witch's hats. He starts doing zigzags between those. And all just, on his own. Yeah. All on his own. All on lonesome. Yeah. In old uh, Wentworth Park. He's down there getting fit as hell while we're here about to review some trash cider. Having down TV snacks and Krispy Kremes. Let's crap, let's crap this turd out, gentlemen. All right. Let's, um, um, let's find out if this cider's good. All right. Let's, uh, so welcome to the Mike Cider Inside You. This is our fourth cider taste test. Um, ooh, what are we drinking here? Record Rec- 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 uh, And this is the Grapefruit and Rosemary Low Sugar Low Carb 77.5 Cal Cider. 0.5. They really went all out it's there. It's gluten free. It's vegan friendly. Uh, and it's a pear cider with a gentle citrusy grapefruit. I don't, I, I'm smelling it. I'm not smelling anything gentle. This is a slap in the face with a great big grapefruit. This thing is is free of so many things. I'm surprised the can isn't empty. Enjoy over <laughs> ice with a sprig of rosemary. We're not going to do anything like that, uh, but we will drink it straight out of the can. We've and, definitely uh, we've definitely not done any of the recommended serving suggestions that any of the ciders have given us. No, I think we gave up after one of those nitros. We had to hold the can a certain way <laughs> open. It was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. This is all too hard. You don't, just... you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I I've been drinking long enough to know how to put shit in my mouth. So Mike Liven um, sent us the uh, sent me the. Um, <laughs> Hang on a sec. <laughs> He's baiting me. He sent me the, uh, the the when he when he found these he sent me uh, a, a photo um, yep. saying hey dude look what I found I'm gonna get you guys these to review yeah and the photo looked like these had been stored in the back of like the local bottle store yep. fridge that no yep. like. I would imagine that when he pulled that out and paid for it, the guy at the counter was like, I didn't even know these. I like would have to look it up in the little, you know, the book. Yep. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what are these? He's standing in a kind of like barcode not found. Not found. Yeah. Had to get out the old point of sale machine to run them through. Yep. But uh, one of those, it's going through like the receipts printing from one of those printers that has like the holes at the edge <laughs> of the paper. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> little dot matrix printer. 100%. <laughs> It's not, I mean, it's very sweet, but it's not as sickly as that disaster we had last week. Well, it was a, and it was a disaster the, too. The, the rosé nonsense uh, mm-hmm. from Strongbow. But this one's not bad. It's certainly, uh, it's got a real smack of rosemary to it. It's sweet, that's for it, sure. It is sweet. <laughs> it is sweet. I think we've just, our, our, our um, bar has been set. By the, by the Krispy Kreme TV snacks. <laughs> I, I mean, this. Uh, I've just said Krispy Kreme TV snacks, both the chocolate and the original. Yeah. So at this point, this basically tastes like a steak to me. <laughs> um, it's that bitter. And so it's grapefruit, rosemary, it's low sugar, it's gluten-free, it's vegan-friendly. It's all manner of things that really... Um, Sounds so healthy, doesn't it? That oh, it annoys you. Um, and so there's... Everything annoys me about this cider. Everything. It's very existence annoys me. And the thing that annoys me most of all... Existence annoys me. It does. The fact that this is a thing. The fact that it exists. You're agitated. That it is free of so many things and yet still exists. <laughs> and the thing that annoys me most of all... It's quite delicious. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's not that not bad. bad. It's pretty good. Not that It's pretty good. Bad. And that annoys me because it shouldn't be. But it's quite good. I'm thinking I could throw a leg of lamb in the slow cooker yes. and tip three or four of these cans over the top. Yep. Let it let it bubble for six hours yep. and you would have the best yep. fall off the bone, pull yep. apart slow cooked lamb yep. with that delicious rosemary and citrus flavours. Yep. 
this is this is how I think this should be consumed. Not over rice with a sprig of rosemary. Yes. No, no, no. In a slow <laughs> over, cooker. Over lamb in a slow cooker. Tipped over lamb. Yeah. The best results. And that's the and that's the best thing I'm seeing because yeah. the lamb will be delicious. But then you could also drain the bottom of the barbecue and you could have like a basically like gravy drizzle of this oh, stuff. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. Grapefruit rosemary gravy drizzle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Plug me mm-hmm. in. Yep. And then make that into a sauce that goes over the lamb sack. Wow. Okay. Get on to it. Record a leg. <laughs> You're selling in the wrong market, fellas. I mean, we're getting really specific with the serving suggestions now. But <laughs> I want to see these in a shelf at Sam the Butcher. Anyway, um, I is sweet without being too sweet. Oh, look, I would not want to drink one more of these, and it's a small can too. Mm. I, I, could, I don't think I could, but it is tasty. Look at this, 0.8 standard drinks. Mm. We're actually getting more sober by consuming these than not. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, because it's less than one. It's less than it's 100%. Less than one. Yeah. It's less than it's less one. Than one. So, can, so, do you reckon if you were like wasted and you're like, fuck, I'm going to have ruined tomorrow, yeah. if you down enough of these bad boys, yeah. you'd actually reverse it? Yeah, absolutely. That's science. You get onto Hang these on at 11 yeah. o'clock. Yep. And uh, by one in the morning, you're fresh as a daisy, nice ready to of, go. Nice bit of revertigo. I like it. I like how. Uh, oh, have okay. you guys noticed that a lot of beers and, and ciders and drinks and so on now now claim they're gluten free and vegan friendly? Yes. That's just getting with the times, isn't it? Well, it, it's it's like one of those things. It's, it's you imagine a lettuce labelled as like meat free. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> there was never any meat anywhere near this. It's always <laughs> meat free. It's always meat free. But the good thing is now I realise because I saw it was free of so many things. I don't understand how there's anything in the can, but yeah. actually very clearly it contains sulfites. So that is clear on the can. And I presume, given that it has almost nothing else in it, it's mostly sulfites. Yeah, okay. I don't know if they're good or bad, it just contains them. Yeah, not, I, I don't even know what a sulfite is, but it, it's not horrible. I know that my CEO at work is allergic to sulfites and got quite upset with me when I recommended she pop down to Cali Press for a salad and then when her throat started to close up and she needed to get herself some, uh, some anti-sulfide medication, she blamed me. Like I was, <laughs> like I was supposed to know that there are sulfides going to be just in the Cali press dressing. But uh, Honestly, excuse me, I don't even know what the fuck a sulfide is. I know. So I'm like, it's all right. I have some Telfast in my bag, and she was fine after that. Yeah. Well, just be careful, dude. You never know what has sulfides in it and what doesn't. <laughs> but you know what we do know? This does because it's a big warning yep. just below the alcoholic percentage. So good on you, Swedish pricks. Um, Nice full circle to your Scandinavian oh, uh, news yeah. base. Yeah, just Scandinavian at the moment. Um, you had developed uh, a cider which didn't deserve to be in the back of the fridge. It didn't deserve its place underneath the, you know, strongbows. You'd maybe. certainly fit this in front of the strongbows, wouldn't you? Well, let me tell you this: you'd be drinking this over your strongbow rose blossom fucking cider that wouldn't we drank put that anywhere week. near a leg of lamb, mate. Yep, yep. You fuck that right off, <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> What's the most interesting thing about this is that I've had a look at the bottom of the can and it's got the ball logo on, letting you know that this aluminium can was made by, in fact, Ball Corporation, the people who make more cans than almost anybody in the world. God bless that corporation. Revenue, $11 billion. Are you all looking they do is up? make cans. Um, I, I was made aware of Ball at some stage because they're just a massive canning company. And so... It's made you were just way. very quick to get that up uh, on your can, phone. Is that like your, <laughs> is that your home page? Yeah. Home page? Yeah. Ball yeah. <laughs> I'm just fascinated as to why they would name themselves after genitalia. Past you. That's an that's a, that's a excursion that Seymour Skinner would take his it's, classes it's on. Honest, the can it's honestly the most interesting thing about this beverage. 
Apart right, from well, the fact that it's mildly good. Right, Let's well, continue. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the quiz and we'll rate it at the end. All right, so it is International Burger Day. And, and you know what? As we said, we've put this with the leg of lamb. We could have this with a burger for sure. Easy one. So I found a, uh, I think that's about a 20 question, very short questions, McDonald's trivia. So I thought, you know, oh. start of, start of, um, start of, 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 of really, really burgers being mainstream. Let's Full disclosure, had Maccas today, don't even know why, but I was just there on George Street, popped in sometimes for a Sometimes you just burger. feel like it. And you know what? Uh, that was pretty good. No, sometimes you feel like it. I couldn't think of the last time before today, it must have been at an airport. But uh, the one I had today was actually I pretty good. Fairly semi not regular with my kids. Oh, because so you got a the special kids treat. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they need somewhere to piss. So, yeah. <laughs> I like to, I like to get some my... food waste sometimes. I so, like yeah. to get my trash on every few weeks. Yeah, you go. You know what? When I'm not eating crispy Kreme. <laughs> yeah, every few That's weeks. That's an upgrade for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, so in honour of National Burger Day, we're doing the McDonald's trivia. This is for you boys. Yep. Uh, let's begin. Number right. one McDonald's began as what type of restaurant? Seafood, Chinese, barbecue, or hot dog? Uh, hot dog. Barbecue. Oh, it's got noises. Barbecue! The yes. company began as a barbecue restaurant. Really? In 1948, it was reorganized as a hamburger stand. I keep meaning to watch The Founder. I haven't gotten around to it. What's that? The one oh, yeah. It's very corporation. good. Is it good? Yeah. Did yeah. they cover the barbecue bit? No. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Phil that, was, that was a guess because I didn't want to guess the same one as you. Right. But I realized the kind of quiz that this is, we can both guess the same thing. You can. Just sure. remember your scores. You could do exactly everything he does now and you'll win. Or you I'll wait and you see just, it. Let him you just saw my plan. <laughs> oh. All right. Two. Can you see through time? What year was McDonald's founded? 1930, 40, 50, or 60? 40. 40. Yeah. This is going to be a great sound effect for the yeah, pod. This is good. Who was the original McDonald's mascot? Hamburglar, Speedy, Mayor McCheese, or Ronald McDonald? I'm just I'm sticking with Ronald. Mayor McCheese. It's a great name, isn't it's it? It's a great name. It was actually Speedy. Oh, neither of us. Huh. The original okay. mascot of McDonald's was Speedy, a man with a chef's hat on top of a hamburger-shaped head. Oh, because it was all about fast burgers. Yeah. It was eventually replaced with Ronald McDonald. Yeah. Okay. How many shapes did Chicken McNuggets come in? One, oh, two, three, or four. I think it's three. There's the boot, there's the other one, and the other one. I think it's three. <laughs> I've never paid attention to the shape of nuggets. It's three. It's not three. Is it four? Four. Must be four then. <laughs> he yeah. so confidently, like he yeah. knows. Yeah. According to McDonald's, chicken nuggets come in four shapes. I knew the it was more than two. The bow tie, the ball, and the boot. I knew the boot, okay? Oh, no, Give me I that know. much. Yeah. Five, what was the first happy... By the way, better quiz than the Mexican quiz, right? I, way better. <laughs> yeah. And I also hear they come in four different um, animals as well. So there's the <laughs> whore, there's the no. chicken nugget. No, the... ever since 2012, America's, Australia's chicken is 100% chicken. <laughs> I'm, I'm That's t- another one of those things they started putting on it. Yeah. What was it before? What, what could yes. it have been? I, I'm talking pre. I'm talking pre. I'm talking 90s here. True. There was definitely there was horse nuggets going on. It was a good time. <laughs> what was the first Happy Meal promotion? Wow. Star Trek, Superman, Batman, or Star Wars? Ooh. Oh, Star Wars. Nah, Superman. No shit. Star Trek. Star really? Trek. The first Happy Meal promotion was the Star Trek meal. So Maccas is declared as Trek is better than Wars. Interesting. Yeah. Um, there's a whole bunch of information there I'm not going to read in the interest of Please brevity. Don't. Who founded McDonald's? Dave Thomas, Ronald McDonald, Ray Kroc, or Richard and Morris McDonald? 
Uh, I think Richard and Morris McDonald did, and then Ray Kroc bought her off them. Yeah, that's the. I think that's correct as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Where was the first McDonald's restaurant located? California, Oklahoma, New York, or Ohio? Uh, I'm going to say Ohio. It's twenty questions. California, you got to punch them out. It's the first thing that pops in your head. Is it twenty? Yeah. California. Two ahead, baby. Uh, yeah. Why so, don't you go through the other three before you checked his? I don't answer? know the answer. <laughs> click well, on why don't you just click mine and then click his? Then we'd, you'd know in two. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot more okay. sense. Okay, All we right. need to go into the lightning round. round. Yeah. I didn't realize there was 20 <laughs> lightning round. Which McDonald's character originally had four arms? Birdie the early bird? <laughs> speedy the speedy? Birdie the early bird? Officer Big Mac, Grimace, or Hamburglar? I think maybe Grimace did. Grimace, great. Hamburglar. Grimace. Originally, Grimace was the evil Grimace with two pairs of arms with which to steal milkshakes. Absolutely. After that first campaign, the character was revised to be one of the good guys and his number of arms was reduced by two. So there would have been a milkshake thief and a hamburger thief. So it was all about thieving. It actually seems better. And then Ray Kroc stole the franchise. It's all... I think, yeah, I think there was a lot of, like... Harboring a lot of ill feelings here, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who joined McDonald's as a franchise agent in... 19... Okay, that's a boring question. Yeah. What colour is Hamburglar's hair? Blonde, brown, black, or red? I think it's red. Brown. Could be blonde. I think it's red. Red? Red. Yes. Although he was originally a trollish old man, Hamburglar was revised in 1985 as a red-haired Dennis the Menace type child. Stop, okay. stop, he's already Red dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, that's the, uh, the, that's the premium botanicals. Yeah. This is just great audio. Oh my god. <laughs> great audio. What did McDonald's add to Happy Meals in 2011? Food. Apples, Fruit. yogurt, Fruit. toys, or celery? Uh, apples. Yeah, apples. Yep. Yeah, um, what was the name of Grimace's grandma? Sunday, Jenny, Winky, or Gonga? Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny, Sunday. Oh, Jenny. <laughs> Not Jenny. Not Sunday. Winky. Winky. Oh, oh, Richard, Jenny. <laughs> Grimace had an unnamed mum, an unnamed dad, a grandma named Winky, a great great grandma named Jenny Grimace, and might have had a brother named King Gonga, who was the king of all Grimace. Oh my god. <laughs> Just don't play with Winky. <laughs> As of 2000, <laughs> the Winky is a great is, is a great traditional joke for old Adzo as well. We'll explain that one day. Um, as of 2016, how many customers does McDonald's serve every day? 81 million, 16 million, 18 million, or 68 million? Oh, far out. That's 68 million, why not? The first one, 81. 68 oh, million! He takes hey. the lead. What is the name of McDonald's signature? Okay, that's stupid. Big Mac. Yeah. Big Mac. Who was the original Ronald McDonald? I don't know any of those people. What is McDonald's <laughs> best-selling menu item? French fries, egg McMuffin, chicken McNuggets, or a quarter pounder? French fries. Fries. It's all about the fries. Mm-hmm. I mean, the soft serve cone would be if the ice cream machine wasn't always fucking broken. <laughs> Which of the following is a real McDonald's product? Muk kebab, muk spaghetti, muk falafel. All of these. All of them. All of them. Yeah. You always do all of them, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they put that in no other questions. Do you remember in India we got the Maharaja Mac yeah. with the veggie patty? Yeah, the veggie patty. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have beef over there. Um, what is Ronald McDonald called in Japan? Happy Clown, 
Burger Clown, Donald McDonald, Ronarudo McDonald, Ronarudo. Burger Clown. Ah, uh, the last one. No. no. Donald McDonald. Donald McDonald. Yeah, due to the lack of a clear R sound in Japanese. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. So it seems a little racist. Not going to go down that path. <laughs> yeah. What colour are McDonald's golden arches at its Paris Champs-Élysées is a busy street. Aren't they green? Turquoise, red, yellow, or white? White. Well, they're not green then. I'm going to say turquoise. White. Back oh. on level terms, baby. <laughs> white, neon white to blend in with the light, lighting of that location. Yep. How long does the average McDonald's drive through transaction take? One, two, three, or four minutes? Two minutes. Three minutes. 189.49 seconds to be exact. Two in That's more front, than three minutes. Alright, we're almost there. Two in front? Yep. Shit. Oh, I, I, even though you know this one, I have to do it because it's just a classic, one of the great questions. Uh, what is a quarter pounder called in France? Royale with cheese. Royale cheese. What actress was banned from McDonald's as a child? <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar, Mila Kunis, Jennifer Lawrence, or Angelina Jolie? Geller. Jolly. It was Sarah Michelle Geller. Three. Fine. After starring in a Burger King commercial at the age of four. (laughs) It just feels like such a 90s thing. Sarah Michelle Geller was temporarily banned from McDonald's. It was tough, she says, because when you're a little kid, McDonald's is where all your friends have their birthday parties. So I missed out on a lot of apple pies. Something about that doesn't sound right. That doesn't add up. Yeah. What is the highest calorie item on McDonald's menu? (laughs) The Chicken McNuggets, the Double Quarter Pounder, the McFlurry, or the Big Mac? Uh, Double Quarter Pounder. I'll say the Flurry then. Uh Uh-oh. At a grand total of 1880 calories, the 40-piece Chicken McNuggets are the highest (laughs) calorie. 40 piece. I mean, that's just baiting us. (laughs) That is. But still... Because I was, I was going to say it, so you know, I go on my no sugar kicks. Yeah. So I've actually, I've actually studied the McDonald's men, like the the ingredients list, and they have all the lists, and I look for the things that don't have sugar in them. Yeah. There aren't many, but essentially you can have like if you have a a, a cheeseburger and you just don't eat the bun, the bun is what's got the sugar. Oh in yeah. It. Chicken nuggets don't have sugars in them. Yeah. The sauces do. Fries don't have sugar in them either. Yeah. So, well, it's funny because when I was training for a marathon, at one point I had to drop oh, about three or four kilos weight to try and streamline myself. And I was flying over to Perth for work and it was still, you've got the meal because it's all the way to Perth. And they asked me, would you like the steak or the chicken? I thought I'll go the chicken because it's the healthier option. Yep. Then they brought me 40 chickens. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't the low calorie option. If only they'd specify. <laughs> What did McDonald's sell before French fries were available? Potato chips, pickles, mm. toast, or onion rings? I think pickles. I think pickles too. Pickles yeah. sounds right. It wasn't pickles. Oh. It wasn't onion rings. It was potato chips. There you go. Uh, French fries didn't appear until 1949. Before that, only potato chips were available. Last two questions. What country has a McDonald's restaurant that allows patrons to ski through the drive through Canada, Austria, the United States, or Sweden? Oh, it just feels like a United States. I've thing. been to like a ski through Starbucks in America, so I feel I'm yes, gonna say I'm gonna say America. No, no, no. It's Sweden, Austria, it's Sweden, it's Sweden. In 1996, 
McSki through the only McDonald's restaurant in the world where you can ski through the drive-through opened in Sweden. Okay. Uh, How do you ski and carry four nuggets what? at the same time? <laughs> and the last question is an you easy one. You just strap it to your face like a horse's feed bag. <laughs> what? You know, I finished mine. Uh, we'll finish there on Sweden, and this cider oh, comes wow. from Sweden. Okay. Because the last buddy. question is about the charity, and we all know the answer to that one. Yeah. So great work. I think Adam won marginally. I think I, I was feeling. I was up by two or three. Yeah, I'd yeah. feel. I hate you all. Um, yeah. So let's go back to the to great work, guys. Cheers. Yeah, Cheers. Nice one. Yeah. Happy uh, Burger Day. We'll yeah, leave one on, well on done Friday. on the quiz. Um, all right, so what do we think of the final Mike Cider inside you? Uh, you know, I'll give it a solid. I'll give it a solid two and a half. Yeah, okay. You know, just middle around. I don't think it's you know. Yeah. No, you know, uh, you know, it's a little bit better. Two point seven five. That yeah. that feels right to me. It's a straight two and a half for me. Okay. It's a decent I'll, beverage. I'll give it a three because it was actually much nicer than I thought it would be, and also I thought of a secondary use for it, which is making a slow cook man. Yeah. <laughs> You did too. Cheers, mm. cheers to you, Mike. You finished relatively strong. Thanks, uh, yeah. don't, don't praise him too much. It's supposed to give us another $300 worth of wine. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I take it all back. <laughs> I take it all back. As a final note on, on, on uh, Burger Day or Week or whatever it is, is favourite burger in Sydney? Just quickly, gentlemen. Uh, see, this is where I started. This is the path that I started going down. Yeah. That's what I thought. Just a quick one of what's your current... Like, my current favourite is Betty's Burgers. Okay. I'm just, they're, they're just speaking to me right now. You get the double one with bacon. I feel Strapping. like your lifestyle would lend itself to potentially being out there, knowing the good burger places that are out there. Relative. I feel like with my vegetarian wife, yep. my my home cooking, really my my burger. Put it this way: yep. I love. I actually am a part of the Fatty's Burger Appreciation Society. You're the one who I, put me onto it. I love reading the reviews. Yes. I look at it. I go, they absolutely all look incredible. Yep. Between that and the HSB Appreciation Society, yes. yeah. uh, you've to, been responsible for like 50% of my artery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will yeah. say, okay, there's this little hole-in-the-wall bar cafe called Park Lane on Park Lane in uh, New Windsor Station. Yeah. And I went in there with my wife the other day, got the cheeseburger, and it was just perfect in every way. From the Ooh. bun, they, they cook it on the spot. You see them actually yep. forming the little meatball to Lovely. make it make right there. came out as pink in the middle. Everything was perfect, and uh, it just blew me away. I actually went and had to compliments. That is the best hamburger I've had in Where a is long, it at? long time. Where? Right near Windsor Station. It's on, uh, you know, this Park Lane. It's not not quite Park. Yeah, yeah, and not Park. Next to Mayfair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, between, between Park and Clarence. Yeah, yeah there's a little Park Lane just right near Windsor Station. Yeah, near region. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the extent to which you're trying to ignore this joke. You know the trains are between Fenchurch and King's Cross Station. See, that's that's come there back is. To it. There is. Uh, I, I will say the last one. I, I, I probably will say it was was Mary's. Uh, I, I mean, they do. They've yeah. got that American style, very flavoursome, yeah. um, delicious. Yeah, very good. They've slipped a little bit, but still solid. Yeah. See, that's something you'd know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I keep joking, but that place sounds amazing. You yeah. say this is in a thing called the CBD. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a, uh, oh please! You you'll be going past there on the way to Virgin Active, boy. I'll be going past there specifically to go and get that burger from the thirsty <laughs> look in his eyes Virgin while he was talking about it. Yeah, it was very very Phil good. Virgin Active, and then he yeah. finishes his workout just in line, off on this double cheeseburger. You know what? That's exactly what I would do too, because there's a there's a Virgin Active that's got a really good yoga studio at Wynyard, so I go to the yoga studio, <laughs> yeah, okay. have my class, pop into the and burger, then go place. smash a burger, and then go back and lift some weights. Yeah, it's very good. All right, let's uh, let's finish up with our our feature segment of the show. Um, we're talking about moms. Talking moms. 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 
to uh, American Pie for introducing the MILF. Uh... Start that in my number one. Oh, sorry. Okay. All right, we'll start again. Yes. All right. Moms. Moms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're coming down our uh, favorite uh, favorite mums of the TV and movie genre. Yes. Uh, you could, and we made it very good. We're not counting down our favorite mums. No. Got nothing to do with the mums in our lives. Yeah. Fictional mums. These are fictional mums. That we know that there are a lot of amazing mums out there. Yeah. Obviously, each of our number one mums is our own mums. Yeah. They're awesome. We love you mums, but shut the fuck up. This isn't about you. So, let's move on. Who on Mother's Day plus two weeks? Oh, Tristan. Just stop. Stop. It's not all about you. Just this time, it's not about you. All right. Uh, how should we do this? Do you want to go? I'll, I'll jump in first. You go first. I'll go first. So you mine... count down? Yeah. All right. From number five, my first entry goes to the mum... We only know as a mum, and that is, of course, Stifler's mum. From the American Pie movies, she just ooh sexy. And I'm pretty sure it was her role that gave us the word MILF. Uh, somebody looked that up, is that right? Uh, well, you know what? I, you know, I In our outtake, I said that. So I, if that if that's two of us who believe that. I was, I was giving you a chance to just go, yeah, actually, I looked that up, Adam. And it's exactly true. Hey, so yeah. Stifler's mum is my number five. Hey, that's jizz-free ficus. <laughs> She, uh, she looked really weird in the second one, though, I remember. Yeah, she, she, she had a lot of work done. Yeah. But uh, she did. I do, I do believe the, the, the show introduced us to the term MILF. I mean, I'm sure it was around before, but it, it certainly put it into mainstream culture, right? The popular lexicon. Yeah. Well, yeah. And fun fact, the one where he uses the line, that's a jizz-free ficus, is because one of the characters in it is practicing tantra and then ends up getting with Stifler's mum. True. Yes. Yeah. Uh, shipwreck. Shipwreck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nice pick. Good right. good start. Good start. Strong good start. Phil. Uh, for me, uh, Kitty Foreman from That 70s Show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty great. She, like, just a dynamo. Solid dynamo of an, older, of an older mum. And just witty. Completely insane. Have the conversation Bit with of an YouTube because I've never watched an episode of That really? 70s Show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just a really good character within that. Just and that laugh. Like, that laugh. The infectious oh, laugh. The laugh. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. What's yeah. her name? Well, you should watch it. Kitty right. Foreman. Kitty that's Foreman. It. You've never seen That 70s Show. It's a great show. Nah. It's fine. Ashton Kutcher only did one good thing. The butterfly effect. Um, Dude, Where's My Car? And Dude, Where's My Car? That's yeah, pretty there good. there we go. That's true. That movie where he marries that chick and they go to Italy. That was pretty good too. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Um, yeah, was was that Natalie Portman though? No, no, it was the it was that, she, it was, that it was the girl who died actually. Alia, uh, Brittany Murphy. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. That's just married. One. I think it was called. That's the one. Oh yeah, that actually is a half decent. Yeah, movie. yeah. yeah, yeah like a chick right. flick that you're not disappointed to see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that you're not feeling forced. Yeah. Uh, all right, my number five goes to. I have to give it to her. Love her. She's not exactly your, your pinup mum, Peggy Bundy. Yep, I knew um, you'd have that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I recently started rewatching Married with Children. Yeah. Forgot how much I just adored that show. Hey, Peg. Uh, no, Peg. Uh, Peg's just her put down of her husband, her non stop, non caring of her kids. And yet, the four of them do have this incredible bond. It's a dynamic. There's something very brilliant yeah. about that show. Yeah. And you watch it now and. Uh, you just realise how much of the jokes just would never make it through yeah. today. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Well, we can't show that anymore. Yeah. But uh, shout out to Peggy Bundy, and oh, so she was it a hottie was... trotty. Like she always used to wear the little little tights. Katie you know, Siegel, yeah, yeah she was amazing. Things, the hair and all that. Yeah. And Al never wanted to do anything. And you're like, he's crazy. Yeah. She's also like because she does the voice of Leela in Futurama, yes. who's my 
in my opinion, the most attractive cartoon character lady. Let's not go down that path. I know, but yeah, yeah. this one's like Katie Siegel. I get it. Yeah, she's fantastic. All right. <laughs> Tristan's like turning left, turning left. <laughs> <laughs> so this, my next one's a bit of a double entry, and actually maybe even a triple entry. But Diane Huist was, oh, yeah. was you. I, I wrote down, I knew you were going to say it, just in case you didn't say it. Oh, yeah? yeah. Is it because of Parenthood? No, or is it because of the Lost Boys? Edward Scissorhands. I've got it to a trio. And this is the thing. So, Diane Wiss, originally I gave it to her for being the mum in the Lost Boys. She really just wanted to help Michael, believing him to be mixed up in drugs and not, in fact, becoming a vampire. That was one thing she didn't understand. But it was just a big misunderstanding. But then, of course, bonus points for her being such a lovely mum in Parenthood as well. And bonus, bonus points... She, I realised she was also the mum in Edward Scissorhands and that was the point where I thought maybe I can just do five Diane Huist movies you could have yeah uh, but then I looked it up and I haven't really seen The Birdcage Dan in Real Life <laughs> Rabbit Hole or Bright Lights Big City but I hear in all of those he also plays a great mum you missed out on a great opportunity I did. to go full Fast and the Furious full, on that full yeah. Diane Huist yep is she, she's the, uh, yeah. is she the one is she the one who has the vibrator in parenthood yeah, uh, yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, no, I always, I, I think I, she plays such a beautiful character in Edward Scissorhands. She does, and she's just such a. Everyone calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, just, yeah. just a lovely lady. Yeah. I actually haven't seen that movie. Oh, it's really it great. Was, it's one of my it was, big my, it was one of my movies. Yeah. he would watch it on Valentine's Day every Valentine's Day by himself. I actually have to go to see a video <laughs> and rent it every year as well because I refuse to buy it. So that's just low. <laughs> so every year I'd rent Edward <laughs> Scissorhands and watch it with two. I like to one. think he's found the one video store left and he's still renting it to uh, this day. I was, I was going to explain to you, Phil, because you're younger than us. A video store was a place where you used to go and get movies and you'd take them home for a fee. I vaguely remember them from childhood. Yeah. yeah. So you had to rewind them first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. I heard about that. Uh, Phil Like a chump. Who's your number four, Broski? Um, so the next one was uh, the mum from How I Met Your Mother, the sitcom. So um, have either of you boys watched that sitcom? The whole yeah. Uh, I, I've watched a little bit of it. I know of it. Are you talking about the mother in How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. So it's nine seasons of build up or eight seasons of build up until you finally meet the mother in the final season. And it's this slow progression until they meet and basically setting her up as the perfect woman for Ted. Yes. And by the end of it, you're just in love with this woman. Completely in love with this woman. Who was the mother in um, the end? Christina Milioti was the actress. Um, and Tracy McConnell, I think her name was in it. Um, but um, yeah, you, this was the, the ultimate bait and switch because what happened was, spoiler alert, yeah. is... Uh, they introduced her in the last season. They set up episode after episode showing why she's the perfect woman for Ted. And then they come together and you're like, what a beautiful, amazing mm. resolution to this whole thing. He's finally let go of Robin. Fucking awesome. And then in the last 30 minutes, they progress through time. And it's like eight years later, she dies and he goes back to Robin. And you're just like... Yeah. Oh, really? It's one of those big, controversial ending. final episodes which yeah. just undid all the good work. I actually gave up on the show after episode uh, season four. I actually solidly watched yeah. the first four seasons. It just started to get a bit tired for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, but it, yeah, it tapers I, off at that. I point. had sort of followed the reviews and and feedback and and yeah. uh, reactions from the next four seasons, and yeah. I found that was just what yeah. a waste. I could see what they wanted to do because they filmed the kids reacting at the beginning because it was always going to bring him back around to Robin, but the yeah. show just went for too long for that. Yeah. It was ridiculous, the idea that he went back. And, and they basically set up this character that you fall in love with. And then they're like, oh yeah, and she's dead and he's going back to his old ways. Like, also, Ted was a bit of a dick. Oh, Fuck he, Ted. And he got more dickish as it went on. Oh yeah. 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 My number four <laughs> is uh, Selena Meyer. Um, so, oh, yeah, uh, okay. Vape, I don't think if there was a mum, but she's a definite mum. She's a mum. Yeah, she is. She 
is one of the worst mums out there. <laughs> um, and but she plays the non-caring, self-serving mother yep. to the only way that Julia Louise Dreyfus can. Yeah, um, she is uh, unsympathetic to her daughter. Introduce an anti-homosexual bill to even though her daughter was a lesbian. One hundred percent. Well, the very the, the spoiler alert: the last episode of the series uh, involves her. Her daughter's a lesbian, and she agrees to abolish uh, legal same-sex marriage oh in order to get the vote of, uh, yeah. of a certain state. Yeah, um, and that's pretty much how it ends, and that's how, that's one of her legacies that she's known for. <laughs> For abolishing same-sex marriage oh in God. America. Yeah. So, uh, salute to you, Selena Meyer, one of yeah. the great mothers of our time. Yeah, yep. and it's been, I reckon, a good month since you've mentioned Dreyfus, which oh, is pretty good. Oh, if you, could, if you gave me an excuse to do Any every window. episode. Any, Any window. window. Oh, yeah. okay. so I, my, she's your Fast and the Furious. Oh, <laughs> she's my goat. Yeah. My number three, then. Um, I'm going to say Sarah Connor. And I'm going to qualify that by saying Terminator 1, Terminator 2, Sarah Connor. Like, she got mad jacked between T1 and T2. Went from that duffy little waitress to, like, this badass chick. Uh, And uh, all to look after her future future, uh, general son, who was the saver of humanity. And ignoring everything that happened after Terminator 2, I think she did a really good job. Yep. She was the ultimate badass. She was the ultimate badass. Um, She was amazing. She spent time in a loony bin. But you know, she she kept sane as much as she can. Uh, it was just she knew, just, she she knew how like to this... handle herself in a crisis situation. Yep. She was yep. pretty good with a gun. Yep, and uh, it was all for the love of her son, yep. little Edward Furlong. Yeah, she, uh, little Edward Furlong. Yeah, good try. Well, I had her uh, as my number three. <laughs> really? So I had a couple of other people just on my bench. So yeah, now yeah. I'm going to bring one of my stuff one in, man. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, and. Um, Basically, I think it's a good rule of thumb with Terminator to ignore everything after Terminator Two in yeah. general, not just oh, that. It's a good <laughs> way to go. Just the movies, just life. Life peaked with T Two. Well, the only, thing, only good thing about the third James one was that the Cameron. nukes actually finally went off at the very end. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Once they got under the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he was telling us here to protect us. Yeah. My number three is Marge Simpson. Ah. The long suffering <laughs> wife Get of Homer J Simpson. And the eternal mum with the... Not as good as your chewy voice. No, but just... I mean, I, I feel like I don't even need to say it. It's Marge Simpson. No, she's, she's great. amazing. Marge had... Marge also had her... What I like... I was, she was my number two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Marge is... Um, you know, she's obviously the probably her, along with Lisa, they're the, they're the you know they're the straight laced characters as much as you will yes, be. Yes. And obviously, The Simpsins was only a, a nine season show. Yes. After season, they nine. didn't get much of a chance to develop her beyond develop, that. Yeah. So it didn't exist after then. Yes. Um, but what I love about Marge is is um, she's not she's not a flawless character herself. Yes. And she has like she gen- she has some genuinely laugh out loud moments yes. as well where um can't just. Pinpoint one because she's not Homer. I mean, they're all good. They're all good. They're all good. But she, uh, she's certainly watch you know, out for the shark attack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When she's got Miss yeah. Simpson, do you have my teeth? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like just does all these things. It's it's great. She's great. And they call him Gambler. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when she uh, she she gambled all that stuff? Was when she yeah. became a cop. And she did a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. Often you go into it like, oh, it's a Lisa episode. You don't even want to watch it. And if it's a Marge episode, you're like. Oh, just give it a chance. <laughs> give it a chance. That's a great way. Of, great way of explaining. Yeah. It. Yeah. But yeah, I reckon most Marge episodes have been pretty good. The Fairly gets solid. A job. The, yeah. 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 All right. I'm going to bring up some from some of my reserves. Okay. So then I'm going to put into number three. I'm going to bring in Estelle Costanza. 
Oh, yeah. George Costanza. I thought about that. Yeah. George yeah, Costanza's yeah, yeah. mother. Yeah. Um, oh. What were you doing in there? I mean, <laughs> she plays obviously a, caric- a, a caricature of kind of every. Uh, oh, it was never quite, quite explained that George was Jewish. It was always sort of implied. But it's, it's, I don't know if oh, he okay. is. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Any Floridian old. Okay. Kind of person. I mean, shout out to to uh, to to um, what's his name? Jerry um, Spiller, is it? What's his name? What's, uh, what's Ben Stiller's dad? Uh, Jerry Stiller. Oh, Jerry, yeah, Jerry, yeah, Jerry Stiller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, how? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the two of them together were. It was lightning in a bottle. It yeah. really was. It was yeah. fantastic. Just that dynamic. And you George could... likes the bananas. <laughs> Um, so good. He's, uh, 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 when, he, when he gets her to go get one of her bras, <laughs> you asking if your grandmother was bosoming? <laughs> uh, just yeah. Whenever those two were on stage, but you know, I mean, both of them were fantastic. But yeah. yeah. Now I've, 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 I will say that I've struck because I'm looking at you guys. You're picking these from a wide range of sitcoms. Which I was very tempted to go down, but I've stuck to movies I like it. yeah, very subtly. And yeah. my my next one is actually Tony Collette in The Sixth Sense. Now I don't remember. Wow. I don't know if you guys remember much about that movie, but it was just a lot about it. Powerhouse for about six months after it came out. For one some reason, great, it was like great the biggest twist anyone had ever seen in a movie. Who's this M Night Shyamalan? No one can pronounce his last yeah. name. Yeah, there was all the can. jokes about it. M Night Shyamalan. Yep. And yeah, yeah, it was a great movie, great twist, one of the best uh, child actors I've ever seen on screen. But she was a mum, and she was just a mum. She wasn't featured that strongly in the movie. All she wanted was to see her poor child, who she, she thought was crazy, get the help he needed. And she thought he was crazy right up until he tells her the story of when she was dancing on stage, and she thought her mum wasn't there to see it. And he said, I spoke to grandma. And she was there. She said she was up the back. She watched it all happen. She thought you were an angel. And the way Tony Collette collects that information and just the expressions on her face as she suddenly dawns on her, this is all, this is all real. Yeah. And my son, all the things he's been saying that I thought were crazy were real. And that really just touching breakdown as she just like embraces her son and it's like all comes together. And she's like, I don't need to fix him. I need to support him. This is something different. This mm-hmm. is something beautiful. And it was like that moment for me was just like just a wow moment in that movie. More uh, even, you know, than the big Bruce Willis reveal or something. It's like, yeah, you got through to mom. Yeah, that's that scene was epic. Yeah, it was epic, and and I I know exactly what you're talking about. Because they're in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because the guy who died, just you just the, see him basically walking. The, past. Yeah, the yeah. bicycle rider. Yeah. yeah. So someone died up ahead, and the bicycle rider standing next yeah. to his window. Yeah. Um, and she, but I think you know that movie put her on the uh, put her on the international stage more than you know. Obviously, Muriel's wedding did, yeah. but it 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 elevated her. Um, and everyone saw this other side to Tony Collette. Yeah. Um, because she played this incredibly. You know, strong, powerful woman, and and a single mother, and a very layered performance as yeah. well. Like, no, incredible. Good pick. Yeah, okay. good pick. Wouldn't have. I love it. Thought of it. I love it. She's Aussie too, right? She is. She yes. Is. Get in even more. Bill's just jumped on board. Six. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I was just, I was just sitting back, having a little rest. Bruce Willis on the Who? What? He was, he was on such a passionate, I was. passionate I thing. Was you just, him, and I was when, with him every ride. You see that passion coming through. You just stand back <laughs> from his erection. He went on a passion. Uh, <laughs> You went on a passion run. Uh, my two. number two yeah. is Mum from Futurama. 
So it's actually my number two, not my number one. Because I really thought about it. Controversial. Um, but just yes, I as I said, in the, as I said in the last pod, just such a great character. That's yeah. like all sweetness and light, and then the second the anybody turns her back, she's so fucking ruthless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She and takes off the the uh, bodice. Yeah, and yeah. she's this skinny, mean bitch underneath. Hundred yeah. percent. And she's the, the and she's the she's the ultimate. Um, Sort of personalization of the advertising in yes. mega capitalist yeah. and ruthless, yeah. Yeah. just utterly ruthless. And the fact that later in the series it turns out that she and Farnsworth were together. Oh yeah, uh, it, it's high quality stuff. I'm sad if you number one, but I think I know who it is. I'll have a guess. Yeah. Uh, my number two, I'm going to bring her up uh, into into procession. Lucille Bluth, oh, just yeah? in honor yes. of of, of uh, her passing. Rest in peace. Yes, yes. Um, we um, we love her. Um, she uh, she cared for all of her children, but she never actually cared for Joe. She never yep. cared for Joe. Um, she played the character so well. Oh, yeah. um, we've already talked about her. I don't need to say yeah. anything more about her. Um, with, a, with a side tip of the hat to Mallory Archer, which yes. is basically just the same Look, character. Yeah, yeah. With a different Je- Jessica Walter was one of the finest actresses of all that time. No, when it came to playing Jessica Walter. Yep. That withering look she could give just... Oh. Yeah. So good. Now, well done. Good pick. Great pick. And my final pick, and I'm 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 wondering if this is your number one, but uh, it's Ellen Griswold. No, Beverly okay. D'Angelo. I, I no. love no. Lampoon's yeah. movies. What do you need to say here? She's yep. sexy. She's funny. She's an equal partner that gives Clarky his space and his and his runway. And uh, she's also got that girl next door kind of daffy, funny quality that you just you fall you for. Have sex with her. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just adore. And <laughs> I, I remember being bang, a bangity bang, a bang, a bang, bang, bangity bang, a bang, bang, bang. In Port Macquarie, we're up there for a boys' trip, and one of the fellas brought along, you know, his big collection of of, of, of films <laughs> with uh, exotic uh, actresses, mm-hmm. and um, no one really cared for it. But if someone had told me, "Hey, Adam, that scene in European Vacation where you see Beverly D'Angelo's boobs is coming up in five minutes," I was trying to shut up. Rather than that scene in the movie, this is great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, can Thanks I give hand. a little? <laughs> I just, I just found her amazing. And, and a, a little side note also to oh, Tristan's gone to Debbie Griswold, uh, Christina Applegate's uh, rendition in the 2015 okay. vacation yeah. film. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, not just because of Christina Applegate, who is just gorgeous and wonderful, yeah. but just the character itself is fantastic. Um, see, now I had Elaine Ellen Griswold on my um, my list, and I and I took her off because. I started thinking about it. I was like, I think she, you know, obviously she's a, she's a symbol for all of us, and she was great. But um, I mean, Chevy Chase just runs those shows. Like he, yeah. he dominates yeah. there. Like I mean, those movies are mostly about him. Yeah. She has some fine parts in there, and she's strong. I think, but you know, to she me, she plays off against Chevy. It's kind of like the straight. Oh, man. look, she's the perfect mix for him. Yeah, a hundred to his wacky. Because yeah. he just brings so much wacky, she needs to like bring him back down. I have no issue with you including her, but yeah. I, I was thinking like, ah, yeah. So I, I good, good pick. Okay. And my number one is Lois Griffin. Oh, that's exactly yeah. what I thought. Of it was course. Be. Yeah. And when I really because I yeah. sat down and I was trying to order the list. How many of like, yours are animated? Motive, most of them. <laughs> um, because <laughs> look, at my, look at my shelf. Lois, mom. Yep. Who are the other two? Uh, the mum from How I Met Your Mother and Kitty Foreman. So they were real. Cool. Oh, okay. But my top three are all cartoons. Yeah. You've seen my shelf. No, I know. about the cartoons? Do do? Cartoons. He's having burgers though. every day. <laughs> Krispy Kreme TV. You guys are just jealous. You're just living the dream, bro. You guys are just jealous. 
Anyway, for me, Lois Griffin pips it because <laughs> of her wild child element. And yeah. the fact that in the early seasons of Family Guy, they were sort of playing the, the long-suffering wife element, a bit like a Marge Simpson. Yeah. But then over time, she just developed this complete wild streak of her own, stealing shit. Like that one where she puts a cigarette out on her own arm just to feel alive kind of thing. Yeah. I'm like... Yeah, she's she's amazing. Their characters uh, certainly evolved over several seasons. Absolutely, it's yeah. just it's like the same kind of straight man to Peter Griffin's wacky. Yeah, uh, suddenly she became her own. Exactly, very intricate and yes. strange character. Yes, I love that. I love those. Uh, the, uh, there's a scene where where she and Peter are talking about, I think, the school kids and then the issues having at school while they put on their sex leathers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're doing all that. They're having this yeah, I love you. It's banana. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah. Amazing. So good, so good. Um, all right, well, my number one Here we is... Go. Do you have any guesses before? Any no. guesses? Yeah. I, I thought it would be Dreyfus. The entire cast of the Golden Girls. So uh, the uh, yeah. yeah, this is. I mean, he's playing to the audience yeah, here. He is, but it was never my show. Well, that's, that's okay. But that's okay. It was my show. Okay, thank you for being a friend. You've never mentioned yeah. it before. I don't talk about because it. it's not a show you talk about with your mates. But Why growing up, go- because it's not a show that I can like. I can. I can't say. Do you remember the time when this happened or this happened? Like growing up, the Golden Girls to me was the funniest show on TV. I loved it, and when you think about it. These were... What is the plot of one single episode? I'll tell you in a sec. <laughs> four women... Yep. In their, you know, middle age... I don't know exactly because of their yeah, they later years. Probably in their yep. early 50s, I'd say, by then. Yep. yep. Who really were funny as fuck. Yep. yep. Just managed to turn, you know, turn this whole thing into a six, seven, eight, ten year series. Yeah. Um, they all developed their own characters and so on. And became basically legend. Betty White is still going. She is still a legend. Yep. She is... I mean, if we're going to give it to anyone, it's going to be Betty White. Because yep. she... I mean, maybe she's our hero of the week. Because, Jesus, she just... She keeps on delivering. She's in movies still. She's on, on, on TV shows. Yeah. But this whole series was based around four... Not just mothers, but grandmothers. And in, in, and in, in what's her... The old Estelle's case, great-grandmother... Yeah. And these guys were living their lives. They were living in Florida. They were having adventures. They were... And just the, the rapport between all of them. Yes. So really, in terms of mothers mm. and comedy and concept and before their time, shout out to the Golden yeah, Girls. Yeah, Golden Girls. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I get it. I get I'm not going to have a rapport I understand. I get we're not going to have this conversation. They, they, I get they're not cartoons. They broke through barriers that women had had a lot of trouble breaking through. And that was like... Being the front and center stars, stars of a, of of a, a show. sitcom show, yes. it always seemed to come down to men for some reason. But the Golden Girls, they took it, and it was just the girls. And just they, the girls, you know. You know, guys would come and go, but it was that these four ladies would always be there every week. Dorothy had a schmuck ex-husband, Stan, who would rock up. Um, what's his face? Uh, uh, Leslie ne- Leslie Nielsen was. Uh, Did he turn up? He was a recurring character yeah, in that as well. I think he ends up marrying Dorothy at the end. That's the end of it, and she leaves. And oh yeah, they go and leave. But yeah, and then I think there was some awkward, you know, what they call the show spin-offs that you know kind of were destined to fail after yeah, yeah. they finished. But uh, but in terms of you know mother power, doesn't get much higher than that. That, that particular one was a bit um, before my time. I get it. Um, so I didn't see a hell of a lot of it. But I do have one um, dominant question, which is, uh, which which one of us is the Betty White, do you reckon? Is that... <laughs> the and, Betty White's the dumbass. I don't know. 
What's that? Betty White's the dumbass. Oh, yeah, she so me then. Yeah. Or the new guy. Bla- Blanche was the promiscuous. Is that B. Arthur? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no, B. Arthur was Dorothy. Right. Oh, yeah, Blanche is the redhead. Yeah. Yeah, short red hair. Yeah. Always, always getting it. Yeah, always getting it. Yeah. Uh, Dorothy, and that's the thing, there's these 50 sisters, she was just so promiscuous. Amazing. Uh, and Dor- Which was also another thing that hadn't been done. Yeah. Like women only yes. their sexuality at the time. Yeah. It was like really taboo. And these old ducks are like out oh, there and they're out there getting it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like they broke down the barriers that Sex in the City walked into. A little bit, yeah. That's a really good point. They probably helped. Even like Estelle, the grandmother, who yeah. apparently was, I think she was the youngest of them, even though she played the oldest character. Yeah, she looked old. Yeah. yeah. She, she would even be like, sometimes there'd be episodes where they'd rock into a bedroom and she's in bed with, an, with a man. She's like, what? Yeah. I've got my own life. Anyway. Amazing. Uh, any other honourable mentions? Are we good here, guys? No. Nice work. It. That's it. There shout is a Chappie Asks, though. We do. Yeah, we we have a Chappie Asks. Um, but uh, shout out to the women in our lives. What's yeah, Anakin up to this week? Let's hear it for mums. Let's hear it for mums. Let's hear it for mums. Right. What's Anakin up to this week? Alright. Finally wrapping up the show. Um, I had to do that to put the segment break in. Yeah, oh, yeah nice. you blended it all in. I'm not that good at editing, bro. All right. I have seen his question, and I want to point it to you guys. Why is it only addressed to me and Phil? Yeah, because he's just blocked me out. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Hey, Phil and Ads, if you had a legion, <laughs> nine to ten thousand of the best troops under your command, and you had to defend just. Okay, you, you're gonna actually say it for the no, listeners. I'm just yeah. saying, chat you, 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 prick. You're not in it anymore. Right. Hey, Phil and Ads, if you had a legion, nine to ten thousand, the best troops under your command, and you had to defend a shield generator, would you a dig in and defend the perimeter? Yeah. B chase those cheeky teddy bears back into their trap filled hood like a flipping idiot. I mean, we all know the answer to that. Yeah, already. that's an easy one. But Chappy. I have a. Uh, I, all right, yeah. B oh, no A whatever the correct where, answer. Where does um where does where does shuffleboard come into this? Uh-huh. <laughs> Where does shuffleboard come in? No, I brought up the shuffleboard. Do, but do you, you know, dig in and defend your position on shuffleboard, or do you go 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 out for I those don't. teddy bears? I don't. That's why A is the answer. You know, many wars. You're saying he's contradicting himself. I'm I'm not saying anything. He wants us to Just, say A, which is his his answer. You dig in and you defend the perimeter. Well, I mean that's obvious. Yeah. So then he can't blast me for digging in and defending my own perimeter. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. I would, that was a joke. That no, but you just, you just, you just won they the battle for me. Thank you. But can linked. I, can I ask Sorry, say, Many a battle and many of a war has been lost because of pride. And sometimes you're there and you know you should be digging in and, and looking out the perimeter. But those cheeky little teddy bears come bouncing around. They're singing their songs. They're doing cartwheels. Yeah, they got spears and stuff <laughs> and little ropes. They're like. Well, I gotta go get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go and get him. Yeah. And then well, I, you can't get me. If, I'll get you. If anything, I, I think that showed a little bit of humanity in the stormtroopers, and I appreciated that stuff. <laughs> so you're a B. I'm a B. Yeah. You gotta go get those teddy bear pricks. All right, I'm an A. Um, oh, I'm really torn. Because you better go I, A because Chappie holds you, holds you in high regard. Oh, I feel like that's a lot to live up to, and um, I kind of like the Build a Bear workshop, and it feels like that's where they're going. Yeah. <laughs> Build a Bear workshop. Yeah. Okay, I wanted to bring up a quick last thing because uh, I had a conversation with another friend of ours, a long-time listener of the pod, uh, Mike Lewis from Brisbane, also in Brisbane, a Brisbane boy. Nice. He was telling me that he went to a public restroom uh, the other day um, and uh, the uh, toilet was in such a uh, state of... uh, 
disrepair. Disrepair. <laughs> um, that he 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 held it in until he went home. Um, there was a toilet brush at the uh, at the toilet. Okay. Clearly, no one had used it. And yeah. he posed the question to me: If you're at a public toilet yeah. and you've made a mess of the toilet, or someone's made yeah. a mess of the toilet. Do you use that toilet brush to clean it for the next person? Or do you just walk away? And we got into this deep conversation about how that's actually a really good analogy for society. It's like, we're not looking after our planet. We're just walking away from it. So the question to you is, because it's going to tell me and, and potentially Mike, it's going to tell us, talk to us about how you view your place in society. If you go to a restroom or potentially you use a restroom and you see the toilet is in a mess, you can just walk away. No one's going to point the finger at you because you're anonymous. You can leave. Or do you clean up that world, that toilet world, for the next person? I feel like he's gesturing at me specifically. I know, no, no. Quite wild. I'm pointing to Adam as well as to both of you. So, no, this is, I'm not pointing. I'm asking you a question. So, um, the interesting thing is, this is the trolley dilemma, but all covered in shit. What's the trolley dilemma? Well, the fact that you can judge someone's character by whether or not they return their trolley. Trolley to the... Because there's no benefit to that. I mean, yes. maybe on the ones you've got to put a dollar into, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah the money back. back. But in general terms, you gotta, you're walking it over. Okay, well, let's no just, let's, let's go. Okay, one analogy at a time. Let's yeah. stick to the toilet brush. Okay. Yeah. The ones that you've got to put a dollar into is basically a, a, an organization that is assuming humanity is terrible. Yeah, that's true. Because you would only bring it back if you were rewarded. I'm a take the trolley back kind of guy. In terms of the toilet, though, it does depend a little on the environment and how disgusting that toilet brush is. Very true. But generally speaking, give it a scrub. I'm not cleaning up anyone else's. If I'm getting in there and there's shit stains all over it, I might try to blast them off with a pee string. Yep, yep. yep. To clean it up that way, hands free. I mean, we've all tried that. And sometimes you can. Sometimes you do a really good job. And it's like it's pristine by the time you're done, depending on how many, you know, cokes you've had. But if it's me and I've left the mess, yes, I'm actually going to clean it. If there's a toilet brush there, it's probably a classy enough establishment that they put a toilet brush there. Generally speaking, yeah. Because I'm thinking of any establishment where it's not, there's usually not a brush. But yeah, I've been off topic. I'm always amazed that hotels sometimes just don't have them. I just left. Why wouldn't you put them in there? And I've used a hotel bathroom. I'm there with my wife, (laughs) and there's no brush. Yep. And you know, you've had aeroplane food for the last 20 bug-hunting <laughs> hours. 100%. And you're down there on your hands and knees with a bit of folded up toilet paper trying to scrape it off the system. I like that he's just no an brush. abstract example that I isn't something that's very specifically happening. Metaphorically. <laughs> Metaphorically. <laughs> oh, I don't know what the point of that was, but I like. I, I quite like his analogy. I was like, yeah, I'm you, a clean-up kind of guy. Yeah, you clean up, right? But I'm, I'm cleaning up my own mess. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, so then, you know... I guess, I guess maybe I send a challenge for all three of us this week. Yeah. Go into a public toilet, one that's messy, and just give it a clean. Yeah. And then at least you've done your part for society. You're, what you're saying to me is that we should actively find a public toilet and clean it. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. That's what you're, I think it's a, it's that's a way what of That's what your measure of a good person is. I'm just saying that we should start to challenge ourselves each which, week which to do something. Which one of the Golden Girls was a douchebag? <laughs> uh, probably Dorothy. That's you. Yeah. The only other situation <laughs> I can annoying. imagine... Tall and like annoying. The only other situation I can imagine that comes uh, alongside with this is if a stranger has been stung by a jellyfish. If I can fix that situation by pissing on it really hard, <laughs> I'll do that. That's what I'll do. But that's as has, far as I'll go. And it has absolutely nothing 
with Adzo's desire to piss on people at all. Nothing at all. He's just hanging I around just, at the I, beach all day. I'm just a problem, by jellyfish, I'm a problem solver, mate. <laughs> I'm just pounding iced tea. <laughs> so we I'm ready. I'm ready. So mothers out there. Oh, so you mothers out there, if you get stung by a jellyfish, <laughs> Adam will piss on you. You'll find do not, me. Do not finish on that note. Let's finish on that note. Phil, <laughs> round us out, my friends. Wrap out, Good night. See you later. <laughs> Another brother Damn. And your mother I'll never use a rubber oh. Cause every mother's day Needs a mother's night Yeah You it in is wrong I don't wanna be right I'm calling on you Cause I can't do it myself To be like a brother So be my mother lover They bless us both With the gift of life uh-huh. She brought you in this world So I'm a sex right This is the second best idea That we Be my mother lover Happy Mother's Day